John chapter 1 and verse 2. We've been talking about bye-bye debt and hello abundance. Everybody tell your debt and say bye-bye. Bye-bye debt. Amen. Amen. Hello abundance. Amen. I wasn't even asking. That was awesome. That was good. Hello, abundance. So we, our very first message in this series, we talked about what does God say about debt. If you didn't hear that, you need to go back and listen to that because you need to know what God has to say about debt. And I just touch, I skim the surface like throwing a rock over a pond. Soup, soup, soup. There's a whole lot more that's a lot deeper than that, but we just touched what God thinks about debt. And basically what he wants is for you to not have any. He doesn't want you to have any debt. The blessing of God says that you will be the lender and not the borrower. Okay? You're not to be in debt. He says that he wants to give out of your overflow. You can't really have overflow if you've got a hole of debt. Amen? All right. So he wants us to get into that place where your life starts to move into the abundance of God. Amen? Now, here's the thing about that is we got to know it. We can't, we can't send the word to the devil and knock him down if you don't know what the word is, right? And so we're looking at Today what we're looking at is what does God say about abundance? I don't want to just give you what I think about abundance. I want to go straight into the word and see what God says about abundance. Amen? I want to see what does the Lord say about abundance. You know, I can have all kinds of ideas. You can have all kinds of ideas. But don't you know that humility says, Lord, what do you say? Right? Humility says, Lord, what do you say? And in that humility, grace and greater grace towards the things of God is given. Grace and greater grace. How many people need grace in their life? Yeah. You need some grace? You need some greater grace? Amen. Then that means we've got to humble ourselves to the Word and say, Lord, what do you say? So we saw that about debt. We talked about some other things. But what does God say about abundance? God tells us to humble ourselves to what He says. So the first thing is we look at why does God want us to have abundance, right? The first thing is, uh, let's go to 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 that we said earlier, Beloved. So who's he talking about? Whoever will accept it. Whoever will accept it. If you will accept it, God loves you. God loves you. He loves you. And if he loves you, then he's talking to you. He says, beloved. So to the people that he loves, he says, above everything, above all things. I pray in all respects that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. That you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So what he's saying, he's making a blanket statement here saying, this is my heart towards you that I love. This is my heart towards you. I love you, and because I love you, I want you in abundance. I want you in abundance. Beloved, above all things, I want you in abundance. I want you prospering. I want you prospering. And why do I want that? Because I love you. 
Because I love you. This is just it. Because I love you. Get that. Just close your eyes for a second. And just receive the love of the Lord. Just listen to the Lord when he says, I love you. You're my beloved. You are my beloved. And because I love you, I want you to prosper in everything and be in good health. Just as your mind is renewed and prospering. Man, just meditating on that will change your way of thinking. Just meditating on that. It'll change your way of thinking. Beloved, I love you. Amen. Amen. Just, you know, say this. Say, I'm his beloved. And I receive his prospering. In every area. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him, I'm his beloved. And you're his beloved too. You're not left out. You're not stepchild. You're not God's stepchild. You're there. Amen. You're not somebody to the side. He's looking at you and he loves you. You're his beloved. Amen. He's talking to you. Here's the reason why God wants us in abundance. He loves you. He loves you. Part two is this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. In verse 8, 2 Corinthians 9, in verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Thank God He's able. I wouldn't want to serve a God that wasn't able. Well, if He's able, and He's telling you that He's able, He's also wanting to do it, right? Or else, why would he tell you? Why would he let you know that he's able? That would be really cruel for him to say, Yeah, I can do it. I ain't doing it for you, though. <laughs> that would not be a good God. So the fact that he's telling you, he's telling you something about his heart. I'm able. And I want to. Praise God, we have a God that loves us and he's able. And he's not able to just make some grace abound. He's able to make... All grace abound. Amen. He's able to make all grace abound to, say to me. Amen. To me. So that always having all sufficiency in everything, always all sufficiency in everything, always all sufficiency in everything, always in all sufficiency in everything. So what's left out? No, there's no area of your life hidden in the corner that God can't get all sufficiency in everything too. Always. There's nothing. You're not going to be able to hide an area of God that he's not able to bring it in that area of your life. Praise God. In everything. Why? So that you, this is very, very important, so that you may have an abundance for every good deed. Oh, those good deeds, are those just good deeds for yourself? You're like, you're like, ooh, I'm going to go down here, pat myself on the back. That was a good job to me. Amen. No, it's not about just you. Those good deeds are to the world. You know, he who is servant will be the greatest. 
In other words, what he's saying is, I want to bless you always in all sufficiency in every place so that you can do what I want you to do in my love. So that you can take that abundance and out of your overflow, get it to other people. So what's he saying in that? He's saying, look, you're going to be a participant of this. I love you and I'm going to pour out on you, but I'm not just going to pour out on you for you only. I'm going to pour out on you for everybody around you. I love them too. It rains on the just and the unjust. Even the unjust, he is so merciful, he wants to get blessings in their hand. That's how good our God is. He loves us. He loves us. Amen? So let's just look at some of these. And look, I told you, I'm going to tell you what God says about abundance. So let's just look at this. Deuteronomy 28, 12. And I tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to because there's so many scriptures, I'm going to just read it on my iPad today. Uh, you can turn there, but I'd rather, because we're going to probably move fast, I'd rather you just look, make note on every one of these scriptures on your handout. Go back to them. If you pull it up online, boomerangchurch.org slash notes, you can see these scriptures laid out. They're not cut off like they are on the handout. So Deuteronomy 28, 12. The Lord will open for you His good storehouse. In other words, He has a storehouse. I don't know about you, but I've seen some big storehouses on the earth. Can you imagine what... God, when he defines good storehouse, what that looks like, I'm like, man, how big is that thing? I bet it's abundance. How about that? I bet it is. And he says it's not just a storehouse, it's a good storehouse. In other words, this isn't like, like cheap parts. This is good stuff. Amen? This is, not, this is not second shelf stuff. This is top shelf. Right? Amen. I just realized I might have referenced alcohol, but that's all right. This is top shelf. <laughs> it, is, it is the cream of the crop. It's good. Yes. Amen. The Lord will open for you His good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain on your land. That means to bless your work, to bless wherever you're at, your home, your work, everything, in its season, and to bless the work of your hand, and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. This right here is one of the best, um, that's probably my son yelling back there, and uh, that's awesome. Um, so this is one of the best scriptures that I know of. This is one of the best scriptures that I know of that talks about abundance. You know why? Because if I've got, let's say that I have this much is my bills from here to here. This is my bills. And then it says I lend. I shall not borrow, but I lend, right? That means I've got to have, can I lend if I don't have enough to pay my bills? Can I lend if I have just enough to pay my bills? There's no extra to lend. If I'm the lender and not the borrower, I've got to have abundance. I've got to have excess. 
So when God says that you will lend and you shall not borrow, that means I'm living in abundance because without abundance I have nothing to lend. God wants every one of us in abundance. And that verse we just read was so that we can do good deeds. In other words, you're not going to do the good deeds that God has laid out unless abundance is in your hands. God wants to bring abundance to us. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. We were at 9, 8. Now we're at 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Now, we know that Jesus took on your sin so that you didn't have to have it. He went to hell so that you could go to heaven, right? The, back, the father turned his back on Jesus so that he could turn his heart towards you. Amen? Well, the same thing goes in our finances. He took on poverty so that you might live in abundance, that you might be rich. You know, a lot of people, they even have trouble with that word if they have a false sense of uh, humility and, and a religious spirit kind of on them. You just say, the Lord wants me rich. And, and you're there like, oh, now don't say that now, brother. Hold on, hold on. You know, just that word, it's like we've been taught so much by religion that God doesn't want you in abundance that we even, we're like, Paul, hold on, hold on, I don't know if I like what you just said there. But see, there's so many scriptures that talk about this. It's just, it's amazing. You have to completely uh, turn your back to the Word to not see the abundance of God. And I'm not talking about abundance only in spiritual things. I'm talking about money. I'm talking about being rich. I'm talking about being wealthy. I'm talking about prosperity. Amen? He said that through his poverty you might become rich. Now, there are some people that say right there in that verse, they say, well, he's talking about spiritual poverty. He took on spiritual poverty so that you might be spiritually rich. Well, that's not what it's talking about right there because any promise of God, if you can find a way that it's good, it is that. That's because of who he is. But anyway, even in context, he's talking about material stuff. But let's say, let's just take their side for a second. And let's say that he was talking about spiritually rich, right? Well, we already discussed 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 that basically said, when you become spiritually rich, I want to prosper you and be in health even as your soul prospers, even as you become spiritually rich. So even if it meant it that way, it still means physically and materially rich. It still means the same thing. No matter how you go around it. And if you're not supposed to do that, then what are you working for anyway? I mean, let's just go all the way with this. If you are not supposed to be wealthy, why don't you just give up your job, go be a bum, and, and, and you know, live on the holy of holies? I probably should have smiled when I asked that. <laughs> Let you off the hook. Amen. You see, that's just stupid. Yeah, I said it. Stupid. Anybody watch it? That's stupid thinking. That's religious thinking that somebody has talked you into so that you wouldn't preach the gospel in boldness. 
that you wouldn't believe God in boldness so that people would walk around, it's a deception of the devil, so that people would walk around under the weight of poverty, the spirit of poverty, it's a spirit, they would walk around under that weight and be in bondage all their life. And then they would say, yeah, God's got me here. That's a bunch of garbage. That is garbage straight from the pits of hell. It's a deception. And it causes people to live in a place where they can never be about the Lord's business. Never. See, again, go back to the very first thing that I said. Humility, true humility, it humbles itself to what God says. See, I'm not giving you just my opinion. I'm just giving you scripture and we've just begun. Let's see what God says and humble ourselves to that. All right. Matthew 6, 9 through 11. This is the Lord's prayer. Let's humble ourselves to what the Lord says. Pray then this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name is holy, Lord. That's what we were doing earlier in worship. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, first things first, what day should we be without? Give us this day our daily bread. There's no day that, that we should be without complete provision. None. Zero. All right, now here's the other thing. Who in heaven is in lack? Who's in abundance? Everybody. And how did Jesus tell us to pray? He said, hey, this is the model. Pray this. Pray this way. He said, you pray that the will of God, just like the will of God is done in heaven, it will be done on earth. In other words, in this context, in this uh, topic, abundance. Abundance be like it is in heaven in my life on this earth and in the lives of people around me. That's what it's saying to pray. It's saying the same thing about healing. There's no sick in heaven. Healing be on earth just like it is in heaven. It, it, that's incredibly clear. Incredibly clear. And look at look at here. Even if you went out and paved your driveway in gold, all you're doing is copying the way it is in heaven. Right. See, it's nothing because they're in so much abundance. How in the world are we walking in such a low level of abundance when Jesus told us to pray this way? Now, I'm not just talking about a, a financial and a material abundance that that becomes your God. That will trip you up and mess you up. If you don't remember the end of 2 Corinthians 9.8 that says here's why this abundance is here to do every good deed and you just apply it all to yourself without having the balance, you're going to get messed up. You are going to get messed up. But that doesn't mean that you throw the baby out with the bathwater either. That doesn't mean that you say, well, well, we should never have abundance. No. God's word all over it says that you should. And it's a part of his plan of evangelism. Psalm 23, 1. Psalm 23. Y'all know this one? The Lord is my shepherd. Say it with me. I shall not want. What? Want. I shall not want. 
I shall not want. I shall not want. There should be no want in me. Why? Because it's all covered. It's all provided for. I shall not want. Keep on going to verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. All right, so do you have any enemies in heaven? Where's he talking about? Right here, right? He's talking about right here. So where is he going to set up a feast? So this is talking about a feast. Where is he going to set up a feast for you? Right in the midst of your enemies, right here on earth. See, God is a God of abundance. If you don't understand that God's a God of abundance, you don't know God. No, 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 that, that's a point-blank statement. You do not know God if you don't understand that He's a God of abundance. And look here at the end. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup is almost full. Oh, you see, you also have been like, uh-uh, preaching, no. That's not what the Word said. Okay, let's try it again. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup is just to the brim. Oh, there we go. Now, see, you're standing up for the word. Now you're doing what you did with those goats. You're kicking the word. You're like, no, nah, devil, you ain't, ain't going to lie to me. Mm -mm. Ain't no lying from you going around here, law dog. All right. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Didn't God know that overflowing cups create messes? Didn't God know? What was he thinking? He must be a God of abundance. It's who he is. It's who he is. You know, when they, look, when we, um, I got to get some more oil up here, but I carry some. So when we anoint somebody, it's kind of like this. It's like, we'll, we'll put a little bit on there, you know. This stuff smells really good. Amen. And when they anoint, when we anoint somebody, it's like this. We'll get a little bit, see, my hands are just a little bit shiny, you know. And we'll, he'll come and it'll anoint. Boom, right? Anoint. We'll anoint. Boom, like that, right? That's how we do it today. In the Old Testament, they were like this. This is overflowing. They'd be like this. Hope nothing's in here. <laughs> that, they would be like that. They would pour the whole thing all over the head, their face, down their clothes, everywhere. That's how they anointed. Why? Because they were representing the heartbeat of God. God's an abundant, messy in His blessings. God is, say that, say, I, I am messy in His blessings. Amen. He's abundant. That's the way that He would anoint. They would carry a horn of oil, and it would be full, like, like gunpowder-type horn, you know. They would carry a horn of oil, and they just pour it all over it. Run. In, in Psalms 133, it shows the oil. It runs down the head, on the beard, all the way to the bottom of the cloak. It's amazing. And God is messy in His blessings. I think He likes to do it. <laughs> I think He enjoys it. I think, I think he just says, watch this. <laughs> you know, and just, I, he's abundant. I think that's how he is. Amen. Psalm 65, 11. You crown the year with not just a harvest, but a bountiful harvest. This is in the new living. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. 
Then watch this. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Even the hard pathways. Put that up in the New Living, please. Even the hard pathways overflow in abundance. The New American Standard held some of that old English words in there. You have crowned the year. You have crowned it with a bountiful harvest. Tell me when he gets it up there. There you go. You have crowned the year with a bountiful harvest. Not just a harvest, a bountiful harvest. And even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of your uh, produce. Now that's very important, the very first part of that. Honor the Lord with what? Your wealth. With your abundance. This is very important. You step into a new, a new place, a new place of abundance, you need to honor God in that. But here's the more important thing, the even kind of uh, more general and far-reaching rule. Don't take your abundance and just be like, look, look how God has blessed me and forget how you got there. Right? You honor him you have good things in your life you honor him with it you you have time you're breathing you're capable of doing things honor him with what you have amen you have you have time to serve him look this time to serve him it will not be long you're going to turn around and you're going to wish that you did more for him you're going to stand in front of him did you know that there are i'll just very briefly touch on this you know there's two judgments We've all heard about great judgment and judgment. You know, we've heard about that. There's two. One is where the sinners come before God and he says, hey, I never knew you. The other is when believers come before God and it's an award ceremony. And we're going to stand in front and he's going to give eternal rewards and awards for what we did here on this earth. And I'm telling you, in that moment, you're going to wish that you gave your whole life and took nothing for yourself. Because those awards, they're going to go for eternity. It's like down here, they're going to go for 120 years, maybe. Right? You, you get a big, nice mansion down here. You got it for 120 years. Up there, you got it for eternity. You're going to stand there and you're going to say, Man, I wish I'd have given more. I wish I'd have, I wish I'd have been more wise and win souls. I wish I'd have given my heart. I wish I would have read my Bible. I wish I'd have prayed. I wish I'd have been in intimacy with God. You're going to want to do that. Well, it starts by honoring God with your wealth. Not trying to hold on to it, but trying to honor Him with it. Verse 10, So your barns will be filled with just enough. Uh, so your barns will be filled with a little bit more. Barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. Overflow. Doesn't he know? Didn't God know how full full was? He's like, look, they didn't prepare again. They didn't expect enough. They didn't build a big enough thing to hold my blessings. Watch, I get to do it again. And the blessings overflow. Whose fault is it? Not God. He obviously had more. It's us who didn't build our expectations to abundance. 
Ooh, that's good preaching right there. Luke 6, 38. Give, and listen, this is a promise. It will be given to you. It will be. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together. In other words, that's concentrated blessings. God likes to give me messy blessings. He likes to give me concentrated blessings. And then he overflows and gets messy with the concentrated blessings. This is who he is. <laughs> and running over. Now, this is important. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. So God can give to you overflowing abundance if you are an overflowing abundant giver this is a key getting into one of his systems but if you're a stingy giver you don't move into that overflow you don't move into that abundance it's all it's relative this is Jesus talking this is not like you know somebody in the Old Testament telling you how it used to be this is Jesus talking these are red letters right Romans eight thirty two. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. Uh, in other words, what was God's most prized possession? His son. So if he gave us his son, how will he not also with Jesus, with him, freely give us all things? It's abundance. It's abundance. Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, 10% of your, of your income, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Abundance. Say abundance. Abundance. Hit your neighbor if they didn't say it loud enough. Say abundance. Amen. Luke 5, 4 through 7. When he had finished speaking to Simon, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish. And their nets began to break, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat, they brought in so much that their nets overflowed and began to break. But was the abundance just for them? No. They gave him enough where he had to call his partners and say, Come help us. And they got in on the abundance too. Listen, your uh, humility to receive the promises of God has a direct reflection on your neighbor. And the partners in your ministry and the partners in your life, there's a direct reflection. They are either blessed or less blessed based on how you receive humbly the Word of God. Yeah. What you do plays into that. Spouses, your spouse is blessed or less or more based off of how you live with God. Neighbors, your neighbor is either blessed or less or more based off of how you live with God. It's not just about you. Your decisions are not just you. What you do in private, that is not just about you. It affects people around you too. It, what if Peter would not have been obedient to Jesus here? Would his partners have been blessed? Not at all. They wouldn't even know that they'd miss something. How many, how many blessings have we been walking through life and we didn't even know we were missing it? 
because we got disobedient or didn't listen or didn't establish a relationship with the king of abundance. They enclosed it. They, they began to break. The nets did. Didn't God know how many, how many fish that net would hold? Say abundance. abundance. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. <laughs> Didn't God know it was about to sink? Abundance. Genesis 26, 12 through 16. Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man became rich. There's that word again. And continued to grow richer. Oh, man. There's that word again. And the man became rich and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy. This is the Holy Spirit speaking here. The Holy Spirit said he got rich, then he got richer, and now he became very wealthy. Are we talking spiritually here? No, that is not the context at all. The context is material wealth. For he had possessions of flocks and herds and a great household, and listen to this, so that the Philistines, the heathen, the ones who didn't know God, they envied him. You want to get the world's attention for God? This is not the only way to do it, but it's one of the ways. And this is why the devil fights it. Because when the world looks in and peeks in on your life, you who serve God and love Him with all your heart. I was being smart. Yeah, Some people caught it. They're like... <laughs> uh, anyway, when the world looks in at you who love God with all your heart and they see you struggling, do they want anything to do with that? No, not at all. But if, and here's the reason why. If you're struggling, what kind of reflection is that as a sheep on your great shepherd? What does your great shepherd look like if you as a sheep are beat up, broke down, busted and disgusted? It doesn't look good. It's a bad reflection, isn't it? Especially bad when the great shepherd is the great shepherd of abundance. And it's you that hasn't received that. It's us that hasn't received that in humility. But when the world looks in, see here's the pattern. This is the pattern right here. The world looks in and goes, my goodness, would the man stop growing? My goodness, he's already rich enough. Would he not? I, and all they're saying that for is because they want it too. Because they're not interested in your holiness. They're not interested in you going after God or them going after God. But they are interested in your stuff. They do care about what you have and they want some of it themselves. Why? Because their heart might not be given over to God. They might not be moving in love yet. But they understand wealth and riches and they desire it. And it just so happens that God understands about it and desires for you to have it. And when you can move into this place, you can be like Isaac. You can be like these forefathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You can follow their example where they followed Christ and believed in a God who was a God of blessing, a God who was a God of more than enough, a God who was a God of abundance. You can believe like they did. 
do the things that they did, and then you can live like they did. And then the people who don't know Christ can look in on your life and go, man, if God blesses them like that, then I want to serve that God too. And, and that might not even be for the right reasons, but see, God will use that. Their heart might be messed up in that, but that'll be the way that they connect. The Philistines envied him. Now all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines stopped, stopped up and by filling them with earth, they were trying to stop the blessing. They should have known they couldn't have done that, but again, they didn't love God yet. They weren't in the word, you know, but he gets blessed anyway. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, listen to this, go away from us, for you are too powerful. In other words, you stay around here, you're going to have everything. You're too powerful. You're too blessed. You're too abundantly blessed. God's poured out too much on you. Go away. So see, they had a choice. They could have said, let me serve. How can I honor the God you serve? And then they would have been blessed with them. He said, I will bless those that bless you. Curse those that curse you. They would have been blessed with them. But no, they, they, they decided not to. They decided not to accept Christ. And so they just sent them away. But here's the thing. Our testimony ought to be, this is Old Testament. We've got a better covenant in Christ. This is Old Testament. This is the first covenant. We have a new and better covenant in Jesus. And yet he was so abundantly blessed that the Philistines envied him and sent him away because he was too powerful. With Christ, should we not be walking in that same abundance? If we understand that we serve an abundant God, absolutely. John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. God's character and nature is in abundance. And to become more like him, we need to get what he says more in our heart. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's two money systems. There's the world's money system. That's called mammon. And then there's God's money system. Here's what happens. If you want to operate in that abundance, you've got to move over into God's money system. But it's backwards thinking. It does not think the way the world does. But most people never move into the fullness of God's abundance because what they try to do is hold on to the old money system and God's money system. And they're never going to be able to break those bonds and go free towards God's money system and move into the abundance. You've got to engage yourself and give yourself wholly into God's system. Otherwise, you will never break free. And that's a system that goes backwards to our worldly logic. And we're going to talk more about those systems. But you cannot hold on to both. The world system is mammon, and pretty much all we've been taught is mostly that. But God's system is the only one that actually works for our good. Remember, humility humbles itself to what God says, so let's see what God says and humble ourselves to that. Deuteronomy 29.9 says, Therefore obey the terms of this covenant so that you will prosper in everything that you do. Say this, say, I have a covenant, have a covenant of, prosperity of prosperity with God Almighty. Amen. You should say that. You should remember that. Now, I told you today we were going to pray. 
And here's the thing. We took in numbers. If you haven't filled out, here's what we're doing. We're believing God to increase us, right? We're believing God for abundance in our finances. Debt is a bondage. Debt is a bondage. Christ came to set us free. We're believing God to erase that debt. Now, if you want, it was funny, I was telling somebody that's from out of town what we were doing and how we were praying. There's a lot of us that have been uh, finishing up fast and finishing up different things uh, over the last uh, few weeks. I just finished one up myself. And here's the thing, we wanted to take that, that strength coming off of that fast and agree together to pray for debt to be broken and abundance to come, right? Amen. So today's the day for that. I was telling somebody about that. They're from out of town. They don't go here and they said, I want to play. <laughs> I was like, amen. I said, send me your numbers. And basically they're saying, I want to partner with what you're doing there. I said, amen. Uh, and I said, send me the numbers. So what, if you'd like that, if you haven't filled this out today and you want one, I'm going to give these to George. Just raise your hand, fill them out real quick, and we're going to pray uh, for that. Let me show you what we have so far before that. The first thing is the abundance. Will you put up that first slide? So the first thing is abundance. This is the numbers that people said that they wanted in. The green is what's coming in. The blue is what's already been increased. In other words, this is a yearly total, and what it says is that already since people have been coming to Boomerang, their uh, income has increased $89,300 per year. Already. This group here and a couple of our partners already has had increase of $89,300. $300. Hallelujah. That's every year. 89000 That's awesome stuff. Here's what we're believing for. The top green is we're believing for a continual increase. Everybody's added together. Lord, I want to believe for this. 826584 So that's what we're believing for today. Amen? So here is the debt. You see that? Now, this is the debt that we want to go away. All right? That it is erased. Amen? Now, what's been erased already since people have been coming to Boomerang, this is business debt, personal debt, uh, members and partners of the ministry. What's already been erased in people's debt is $482,300. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. $482,000 of debt has been erased in this body. Amen. Here's what's leaving. We, this includes several businesses that make up the majority of this and peace, people's personal debt. Here's the debt that's going away. And this is what we're agreeing for today. $7,405,422. That's what's going away. Amen. Amen. So... This is what I want us to do. I want you just to stand right now. Let's get serious. It says, The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. We're going to first pray for this abundance. We've already been increased close to $90,000 in our, in our personal incomes. That's awesome. 
Praise God. I mean, that's just praiseworthy. Here's the thing about the God, too. You look at what He's done, and you can see what He will do in the future. This is what's already happened, right? This is praise God. I don't know exactly who it all is that everybody's been increased, what amount. But in this, there's already been that kind of increase. Hallelujah. Lord, we just praise you for that increase that's already happened, Lord. Just like it was ours. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that uh, $89,000 worth of yearly increase. Ongoing. Thank you, Father. Amen. Now, right now, we just believe that this rest of it, Lord, your people, they're believing for 826,584. If you just filled out a form, give it to me real quick. If you want, there you go. Grab Somebody grab that one. We want to lay hands on this. All right. Thank you, sir. So what we will do is we will uh, continue to believe God and update this, and you're going to see these numbers. The increase, you're going to see it increase. The debt, you're going to see it drop. Amen. Let's put the slide one back up there. That's what we're believing God for right now. And here's what I want you to do. Everybody, uh, let's back that up over there. And everybody come up here and crowd around and hold your hand out so I can anoint it with oil. All right. Here, just form a line all around here. You stay with me. Just form a semicircle. Everybody around, hold your hands out. We're going to anoint this. You, you can come up. You can come up. Hold your hands up. Boop, 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 boop. So glad to have you today. Boop, 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 Thank you. Boop, boop, boop. That's pretty cool. I like how you, it's like, where'd those hands come from? Boop, boop. Here you go. Boop, boop, boop. Hey, bud. Amen. Here, here, here. Boop, boop, boop. All right. Anointing. Lord, we believe right now. Hey, let's do this. Leave that there. Lord, we believe right now. Just lay your hands on this. Increase come right now this eight hundred and something thousand dollars of increase lord we believe and we lay our hands on it believing you for that increase to come now in jesus name increase come now in jesus name increase come now in jesus name yeah thank you father thank you father thank you father thank you father for increase in jesus name yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, we just believe right now, increase come now in the name of Jesus. Abundance. Everything that would stand in the way that would try to block that, be bound now. Loose your grip from those finances. Bring in that increase, Lord. Send your ministering spirits to bring in that increase. Father, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. Father, we're believing for unexpected things, personal finances to rise, businesses to rise, new businesses to be born, 
other ones be sold and, and, and actually go down so that new ones can come up. Lord, let your plan come about so that increase may happen. I call every person that's a part of this blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Now, let's just praise God for what's already gone down. Father, $482,300 has already been erased. Amen. Father, we praise you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for erasing debt. Amen. Thank you, Father, for erasing debt. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, bring that, Sherman. And we're not going to shred what's been erased, but I made a new one just with the debt portion. Amen. Just with the debt portion. Now, in Jesus' name, bring it on up here. Get it ready. Lord, yes, amen. Going away, being erased. All right, let's put that one up. There we go. That's what it is. And this is what's about to happen. Keep going. Next slide. Boom. And then, amen. Lord, in Jesus' name, let that debt be gone. Erase all seven million plus whatever it is. Be erased in Jesus' name. Lord, wipe it out in whatever way. Thank you, Father. Wipe that stuff out in the name of Jesus. It's a bondage. Jesus came to break every bondage. Jesus came to break every bondage. Lord, debt is a bondage. Debt is a bondage, and we call it gone. We call it gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Your anointing breaks every yoke, and debt has been a yoke. Lord, we just praise you. Thank you, Father. Yeah, glory. Now, I want you to know, I want you to know, that uh, the word in Mark 11 says this, on our increase and on our debt. The word says that you don't just believe for debt to be erased. You believe that you have received increase. You believe that you have received that debt erased. Amen. In other words, you can't just watch this and pray this way and then go, well, I hope it happens. That's not faith. That's not how it works. You say, I hope it happens. I know that it will happen. I believe that I have received it. So when we prayed today and when we do this, that stuff's gone in your life. Amen. And no matter what bills you get, every bill you get that doesn't reflect this, you say, praise God, this is being erased. It's a race now because what you're doing, you're receiving that spiritually. And when you receive it spiritually, it now has a legal right to go away in the natural. Amen. So, Lord, we just praise you. Man, do we have you videoing it? Good. We just praise you. Over $7 million of debt going away now in Jesus' name. Yeah, woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Go! <laughs> Amen. Good. Father, we just praise you. We thank you for a great day. We thank you for more great things happening tonight at our Holy Spirit service. You're going to pour out. I can feel it. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for erasing that debt. Glory to God. 
when you think about that, your increase and that debt being erased, I mean, it, it, doesn't, it won't hurt you to have a little praise break in the middle of your house. Saying, woo, yeah, thank you, Father. Hey, look, let me tell you, what if, somebody, what if somebody showed up at your door today and they literally brought you a check in the mail from FedEx and it wiped out every bit of your debt? What would, what would you do? Yeah, amen, amen. That's how you need to be before you see it. That's the way it needs to be, right? You know, maybe you want to wait till you get to the bank and it cashes, but after it cashes and it shows up, now's the time, amen? But you see, when we have faith in our heart, that is our, see, here's what we have. Somebody has shown up at your door. And he said, I'm the God of abundance. And I want to bless you. And I want you free from everything. I want that debt broken. That is stronger than you taking it to the bank. Amen? You've already got the word. So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Yeah, amen. What are you going to do with it? Hey, Father, we praise you. We worship you. Thank you for your promise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. That stuff is gone and increase is ours. Father, we praise you. Now, Lord, we will be diligent to go about your ways and your systems. Lord, we're going to be learning how to operate in God's system. We know you don't want us to have debt. We know you do want us to have abundance. And it's not just for us. It's not just our love for us. It's your love for the people around us. But, Lord, we play a part. Your word says that you work with the word. So, Lord, we will be diligent to perform your word and move into your money system and out of the world's money system. And as we do that, you will work with us. You will take that debt down like it already is, and you will bring the increase like it already is. Father, we receive that. Say, I believe it, and I receive it. Done now, today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here. I'll see you at four. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. Have a great day.